Impact leadership. What does it mean to wake up each day knowing your work, effort, and passion is being transformed into creating change that makes a difference in your business, organization, community, and your own life experience? And it can be hard to stay on track when at times the winds do not blow in your direction. But you persevere one step forward at a time, creating something better. This is fulfillment in action. And this is passion for impact. Educating, empowering, and elevating social consciousness in people, business, and teams. One inspiring conversation at a time. Passion for Impact is brought to you by Speak Plus. Learn the tools and skills to speak with courage and clarity. Share your stories and your teachings. The world needs to hear them. Level up your voice, energy, and confidence. Are you ready to get on stage? I will personally coach you every step of the way. Visit passionigniter.ca forward slash speak plus for all the details. This is the Passion for Impact podcast with speaker, trainer, and socially conscious advocate, Tricia Miltimore. Today, I have the pleasure of chatting with a human that exemplifies passion for impact. And he does it in a way that doesn't ask for or seeks any form of recognition, applause, or validation. Dave is the founder of RateMyAgent.com, a review platform based in Canada with plans of expanding in the US. RateMyAgent matches buyers and sellers with the right agent. And Dave believes in the vision to see how much good they can do through RateMyAgent.com. He believes businesses have the opportunity to lead by example. RateMyAgent.com is a social enterprise and challenges other businesses to look at how they can make a positive impact on society. I love it. I'm eating it all up. Social responsibility is in their DNA and Rate My Agent pledges 50% of profit to worthy causes. Isn't that awesome? I am inspired. I'm excited. And I am honored to have you on the show. Thanks for joining in, Dave. How are you? Fantastic. Thank you very much, Tricia. Uh, I am truly excited to have you here because I I believe that RateMyAgent.com does this profound example of how any business in any industry can incorporate social enterprise and doing business for good. And that's really what you exemplify. So if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit about your story, how you got started with RateMyAgent, what it actually really is in case people are not familiar, and then we'll, we'll probably dive more into the social enterprise after that. How does that sound? Sounds great. So do you want me to talk about what it is first or how we got started first? You know, that's probably a good idea. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah, let's start with what it is. And so people have some context around oh. that. I'm familiar, so I feel like it's all in my brain. But you're right. Let's start with that. What What is Rate My Agent? Yeah, well, you kind of covered it in the thing. I don't want to really overcomplicate it. It's essentially a review platform for realtors uh, and mortgage brokers and insurance agents. But it mm-hmm. essentially is a place where people can give feedback to their agent and for the agents to sort of collect all that feedback and exemplify their their good service or lack of. Therefore, we really pride ourselves on being one of the essentially the most authentic, most real platform. There's other or other platforms out there that are sort of more built around a marketing sort of angle, whereas Rate My Agent is really focused on authenticating the reviews, verifying them, and actually penalizing people who cheat on the platform or try to cheat when they get caught cheating, they get penalized. And so uh, we really emphasize the realness of the reviews because people 
are making such big decisions on the reviews. And so, yeah, like you said in the intro, to simplify it, people can find the best agents and avoid the worst agents by using Rate My Agent. And agents can essentially publish their reputation. And leading into the social impact part of what we're doing, we introduced a new program last year where agents can essentially submit their their donations to Canadian charities. And then we take it on ourselves at Rate My Agent to verify that information and publish it on their profile. So now agents not only get recognized for good work, they get recognized for giving back in their communities as well. I love that. So if I'm looking to buy a home and I go on your website, I can find an agent that's in my city and I can actually look at the reviews, totally trusting that the reviews are absolutely validated, authenticated. And I can also see which agents um, I drive with because they're like donating or, or being philanthropic in their business with causes that matter to them. So I think that's really cool. Yeah, exactly. And we think that this giving aspect is something really interesting to to explore because everybody has different values and, and people like to work with people who have similar values or at least values that they themselves appreciate. And so mm-hmm. if you review an agent's giving and, and the places that they're giving to resonate with you, then they're probably going to be a great fit for you as an agent. And so the agent with the most reviews isn't necessarily the right fit for every person. And so it's an additional dynamic that really accentuates the values of the agent and therefore the homeowners can decide better who's a good fit for them. Yeah, I love that. So that's what Rate My Agent is all about. And and this is your your first rodeo uh, as being a business person. So when you got on board with Rate My Agent, was it already uh, an established social enterprise or did you infuse that element in? And, and how was that process for you? Yeah. So no, it was not already a social enterprise. It wasn't really much at all. And so when we took over Rate My Agent, we were looking for a review platform to sort of plug into another online business we had in the real estate space and then discovered that Rate My Agent had a lot of potential. And after a few experiments and a few uh, upgrades to the system, we started realizing that potential. And so that other enterprise already had social enterprise built into it. And since Ray My Agent is part of Snap Up Real Estate, it just adopted the social enterprise aspect as well. And so, uh, yeah, this is not my first business. And in my last business, we did give back in the community as well, but I felt like there needed to be a lot more of that happening in the world. And even for myself, I needed more of a reason to make the business successful because earning profit and putting money in the bank wasn't enough reason for myself anymore. And I also wanted to work with people who cared more about giving back than money. And so it's a very simple way to sort of focus on the values that matter. And so if giving back matters to you, then, well, how much does it matter? Well, we just, I decided 50% of profit to worthy causes is a major commitment. And if all the businesses in the world were giving back 50% of profit to worthy causes, imagine what kind of world we'd be living in. Mm-hmm. I know that it would be a different world for sure. So what kind of advice do you have for any businesses, whether they're startup or already established, that 
are thinking, you know, I want to include an element of social enterprise. Do you have any tips for that? Because I do find, I feel like I live in a vacuum. I'm always talking with social enterprises. And so I'm always inspired and excited, but I have to recognize that some people are just unsure where to start and how to infuse that into their business. Any tips for them? Yeah, I'll try to <laughs> try to keep it enlightened because I went in very blind and I didn't really have much of a clue how to make connections with social enterprises and, and what that would mean. And I mean, I had some exposure to people I knew who worked in social enterprises and within community organizations and, and thought I knew what that was all about, but I really didn't. And so uh, being a business person is so much different than what we call worthy causes or, you know, an actual non-governmental organization or community charity, they just operate very differently. Um, but I think that's where getting matched up with, you know, a business with a charity can help both of them to sort of see mm. how to help each other. And so um, one tip I would say is find a cause that matters to you and reach out to them if you don't already if you don't already in contact with them reach out find out what matters to them what's what are their priorities what are their struggles and i'm sure it wouldn't take long to realize that if you got fit there of somebody of an organization you want to work with or not and what one thing that you may not realize without digging into this space is there are tons and tons of Again, we call them worthy causes, but most people would consider them charities or community organizations. And, you know, even small cities have dozens and dozens of these. And, and that's part of why we decided not to try to create a new fund or a new charity to, to essentially to try our own thing, because there's already so many people out there who are trying to make a difference, who are making a difference, who need more support. And they kind of live on a funding cycle which isn't that sustainable so they're always essentially begging for money from the government and from their key donors and they can't they have a hard time planning for the future because they don't have much runway of funding and so the more you can support existing organizations the better so that's one tip is find existing organizations and just like in business you don't know all the answers before you get started so just get started reaching out to people and, and learn that way would be but that's how we did it. And I think that's also the fun of it is that you're, it's a learning process. And so get curious, get excited to learn and, and start reaching out and, and see what you learn along the way. Mm, no, I love that. And, and knowing that you don't have to have it all figured out before you start, you can start without just using that curiosity and then move forward from there as you learn. I love that. That is something I think is one of your superpowers, Dave, because we've had conversations in the past and had a chance to work together a little bit. I do think one of your superpowers is that curiosity and that like relaxed approach to um, looking at situations from all different angles and being very uh, analytical. I mean, I don't even know how to describe it perfectly, but that's one thing I really admire about you is how you look at situations and in business and growth and impact. How do you maintain um, such kind of like a calm state? Because most entrepreneurs are kind of all over the place, and maybe you are. I don't. You don't show it. <laughs> but tell me about your approach, because I do think your approach is a little bit unique, and it's definitely worked for you. So, how do you approach business development and and ultimately making more impact as you grow as an organization? Well, I do appreciate that. And I think 
most entrepreneurs sort of have that curiosity and never ending learning gene, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, in a lot of ways, it is just natural to me to want to figure things out and, and learn along the way. And I, that's the part I love about business. That's why I would do it for free. And I do, <laughs> I have done it. I've paid to be in business many times before. And so <laughs> that's it. It's because I, I like it. I like that the challenge of it and you learn through solving the challenges or solving the problems that you face. And so, um, no, I'm not always as calm and relaxed as I seem to be when interacting with the team and that sort of thing. My, my mind's probably a lot crazier than it portrays in the outside. But that being said, you're putting yourself at a disadvantage trying to solve problems in a state of desperation. And so I'm always trying to step back from problems and start trying to look at the different angles and different elements and, you know, asking myself difficult questions like, what don't I know? And, and, you know, what do I do? What do I know for sure? And starting from there, you know, basically trying to find the first principles of a problem or situation and building off of that. I love that. What I don't know and what I do know for sure. Maybe make two columns on a page and write, start writing on, under those. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, exactly. When I'm coaching either other entrepreneurs or teammates, I'm always looking for their blind spots and the things that they've considered so I can kind of get a, a better idea of how much clarity they have on the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true. I, I do really admire that about you. So let's talk some um, context around the impact Rate My Agent has, has made. I know you've been involved with this for quite a few years now, giving back to communities. Could you have some examples to share that would be, we'd be able to highlight? Yes, absolutely. So from, you know, actual individual organizations that we've supported, one of, you know, and coming back to sort of like, how do you get started? Some of these organizations have inspired us by what they do and how they do it. And for example, there's a one in Canada's here called Away Home. And the founder had just a incredibly inspiring story and you know rose from very challenged background to create an organization that became a model for other organizations like it across Canada. Uh, essentially to prevent and end youth homelessness. So again, talking about first principles of, you know, what's the problem and what's the best solution? Well, the best solution to most problems is to stop the problem from happening in the first place. So eliminate the source of the problem. And they found that, you know, people become homeless because there's not a good transition for them from foster care as a youth to when they grow out of the foster system there's no good place for them to go. And if they haven't learned the right skills to get a job or to get into school, that'll get them to the next stage in their life. Effectively, then they end up in worse situations and possibly living on the street and, and going into you know different systems and, and cultures like that. And so they really focus their resources on transitioning people from foster care into a better situation. And that really resonated with me because it's about solving the problem before there's a problem essentially or eliminating the problem so that's one sort of example of a story but in terms of you know what has been accomplished by rate and my agent's involvement on a social level uh, we 
in this past year supported over, well, not over, 43 worthy causes, exactly. Uh, and one thing in particular about how we support the worthy causes is when we decide to pledge our support to a worthy cause, we make that pledge year after year, annually, indefinitely. And so they know they can count on us every year from then on. And so every time we add another worthy cause, that's a perpetual support that we're pledging to them. It's not a, here's a donation and see you later. It's a, we want to form a partnership and work with you to help you keep doing what you're doing and improve on how you're doing that and how we're helping you do that. So we're trying mm -hmm. to build long-term partnerships with them. Um, and in terms of the, the program we created with the agents in the past year, so we call it our top giving agents. And through that, we've tallied essentially all the contributions agents are giving back to worthy causes. And that for 2022 totaled over $312,000. So oh, wow. the agents on the platform have really stepped up to sort of adopt the concept of giving back. And they, they, they we didn't create that in most of them. Most of them were already doing that, but they really mm -hmm. wanted to participate in sort of displaying that and, and communicating that on their profiles and through their marketing and we published a list this year of the top grant date or excuse me the top giving agent so it's ranked by who's giving the most and so you know the, the agents take a lot of pride in how much they give and what it means and we're hoping that you know we're really just at the beginning and that you know next year there'll be hundreds more agents that are on that list and the impact will be many times what it is in the, in the first year. Yeah, that is so exciting. And in fact, after our conversation, I'll be chatting with your top giving agent and having a quick um, a quick chat with Dave, another Dave. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for, for taking that on. And we thought that was the perfect thing to be able to award an agent who gives back so much is to be able to be featured on your podcast, Passion for Impact, because, you know, the, <laughs> To be recognized for giving back is not something that happens very often that I've mm -hmm. seen. And, and we just think it's an amazing opportunity to exemplify what can be done out there. Because, you know, a lot, I think the public, at least when I talk to the public, a lot of them have very stereotypical ideas of what realtors and agents are and do. But when you actually talk to agents, you realize that just like the general population is all different kinds. And in mm -hmm. fact, some of the very best people in the world are also some of the very best realtors in the world. Yeah, that is so true. And, uh, you know, I had the honor of actually working with you and your team to interview uh, real estate agents at one point, And I was blown away by the level of passion, the sense of purpose, um, how much they enjoyed the role of being a real estate agent. And also I was, uh, I noticed that a lot of them didn't want the accolades. Like they were shying away from it a little bit, but why I think it's important that we do talk about ways of giving and making impact is that it inspires others to do the same. It's contagious in many ways. And it, I think it helps people to see how they can infuse um, social impact into their business as well. So yeah, I'm excited for that conversation with Dave. 
after this conversation with Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little bit. Okay, so I asked you to share five words that describe yourself, and you shared that the five words. Wait, wait, wait! I'm sorry to I'm sorry to interrupt, Patricia. I before you say these words, I gotta let you know that. I asked Jane to do this for me because I thought it'd be oh. fun. I thought it'd be fun to find out what Jane thought I would say. I love this. So Jane works with you. She's on your team. Yes, yes. Awesome. On my team. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. So um, here's the five words that Jane picked for you. You ready? Yes. Leader, coach, entrepreneur, visionary, and free. Oh wow! I like that. Wow! I'm I know. I don't, I like that list. So let's break these down a little bit because um, obviously you're an entrepreneur. You definitely have your coaching in there as well. Visionary, absolutely. I mean, I'm every time I talk to you and you were describing rate my agent where it's going. I just personally, I I always feel excited. Tell me about the free part. What does that mean to you? How does that come out? Well, I think what she means by that is freedom, and I've I have kind of heart-to-heart type talks with the team on occasion. And I'll always mention that my one of my core values is freedom. And mm-hmm. and I think she also knows, she's worked with me, I think the longest of anybody on the team. And so she probably knows me the best. Um, and she knows that, you know, I, I like to travel a lot and have my freedom to do that. And yeah, I, I just have a bit of a free spirit and I like to not be tied down to any specific place. Um, but I'm also always trying to create that for other people because that's something I value so much. I, and I think quite often I find other people looking for that, but not necessarily quite being able to put their finger on it. And so I'm through the business trying to empower our team to find their own ways of freedom. And it doesn't have to be the same way I experience freedom, but to give them the ability to, to find their own freedom in their own way. Mm-hmm. And I think that really does show a level of care. And, you know, in terms of leadership, we talk about this a lot on Passion for Impact, that genuinely caring for your team. And that's definitely something that I've always um, sensed from you is that you genuinely care and want people to be successful. And it's like seeing how much good we can do, not only for society, but also for your team. How do you maintain that in your organization as you grow? And is there challenges when as you bring people on and you're kind of your every day gets busier. How do you maintain that? Yes, there are always challenges. And it's, it's kind of like living in the sense, like you, it never stops. Like you always have to be working at it and the team, like any organism, it sort of like ebbs and flows in terms of how well it's functioning and how well each individual is feeling or, or doing um, so it takes a team effort also to sort of like help each other out along the way, help people help lift people up when they need it and sort of help people find their new, uh, competencies and capabilities by, you know, giving them challenges, giving people the space to make mistakes and learn. Um, but also essentially giving them the confidence in their own skills and abilities. I think there's a lot of people who are a lot more, more capable than they think. And sometimes they need to be challenged with new projects to discover what they're capable of. Mm, I love that. Yeah. What personal habits do you have that support your own growth mindset? Wow. Uh, <laughs> a lot, I would say, actually. So from 
starting with always learning is I'm constantly feeding myself with podcasts like yours to, and of course, other ones in the business area, but and self-improvement areas, mm-hmm. not just podcasts, books, uh, trying to surround myself with people who are also learning and in different areas it could be related to government and how people who administer how the country is run or the city uh, or artists and musicians or tech people, you know, anybody who's got a different perspective on things you can learn something from. And so, yeah, I, I, I read a ton. I listen to a ton of books. I'm always looking up things on the internet to, you know, it's, it's not very hard to distract me with learning something new. And so it's actually more of a challenge <laughs> to just sort of stay focused on what needs to be done each day, as opposed to getting distracted by learning things. So it, Yep, I guess learning is kind of the main thing, but yep. uh, one thing that I sort of think gets overlooked by a lot of people, and I definitely overlooked this in my earlier career when I was sort of in a workaholic state of my life, is I would sacrifice a lot of other things in my life for the sake of work. And other things like health and diet and just getting exercise. And what I've realized now is that the more I take care of my health and get good exercise, the more effective I am when I'm working. So now I can get as much done in probably a third of the time as I was spending before because I'm doing the right things with my time, not just all the things I can I can try to do. So I would say health is the one that most people overlook. And it's a lot obvious. If there's anybody out there listening who's like, yeah, that's obvious. Yeah, it is. But some of the most important things are obvious, but they also take a lot of dedication and persistence to to make them work. It's not something where you make a change one day and immediately notice the differences. Although you could, but it's one of those things that compounds over time. The more you invest in your health and your learning habits, it'll compound and and the results will show over time. Yeah. Consistency over time is the key, right? That level of discipline. Absolutely. Do you have a favorite book you would recommend for all of us to read? I love favorite book time. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I have lots of favorite books. That's the problem. Um, I would, I mean, if I was talking to an individual, I'd ask them a few questions before recommending a book, but uh, one of my favorites to sort of reread the probably the book I've reread the most is The Alchemist by Paula Coelho. Mm. How many times do you think you read it? I I don't know because when I reread it quite often I'll just open it to any random page and it mm. within a page or two it will quite often give me a realization relating to something going on in my life or my mind that you know some it somehow it magically answers questions for you so um, I, I mean, hundreds of times I've opened it and read parts of it. I've probably read, in total read it three times front to back, but wow. many more times than that in just sections. So that's The Alchemist. Yeah, The Alchemist. Uh, you know what I, I should have done from day one is written down everyone's favorite book and then posted it, like a whole list of Passion for yeah. Impact podcast guests. Damn, okay, I'm going to work on that. No time like the present. I'm going to start today. <laughs> <laughs> so 20 years ago, think about who you were. What advice would you give yourself 
20 years ago now, like if you could go back in time, sit down with yourself, what would be your advice? I would say to focus on the thing that matters the most. Focus on what in when I'm when I'll be looking back in 20 years, what would I care the most about? What would be what would I be the proudest to have done as opposed to just the thing that's most obvious? Mm-hmm. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. And now 20 years later, what what are you most proudest of? Is that the right is that even right grammar? What are you most proud of from your viewpoint today? That's better grammar. <laughs> I think both worked. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, you know, I am very proud about how our team has come together around the concept of giving back and, and seeing how much good we can do. And so what we're currently working on is what I'm the most proud of. And I'm I'm the most proud of how the team has made it their own mission and is carrying it forward without me having to sort of be the driving force behind it. The team themselves is the driving force. And and that makes me really proud. Oh, that's amazing. And so how, um, how have you changed in the last say five years or so from that real grind mindset to taking better care of yourself and being um, stepping back, allowing other people to take, because I think that is a challenge for a lot of people, especially as entrepreneurs, is giving others the power and the ability to kind of step into those roles. Um, how how have you changed? Like, what was there any a, a significant moment where you had like a burnout or you're, you just intuitively knew? Like, how have you changed, basically? And any tips for others who probably are feeling that they maybe need to change a little bit too to be able to enjoy this ride a little more? Yeah, uh, I think challenge with identifying changes is that, especially in ourselves, is it sort of evolves slowly, and so it's hard to spot it at a particular time. Mm-hmm. So I think, in my case, it was sort of an evolution that happened over a long period of time. And I guess I'm not a as much as I like learning and, and try to learn a lot, I, I don't think I'm a very fast learner. I need to make the same mistakes over and over again quite often, or I need to, for example, if it's a certain concept, like do the right things first and or the most important things first. Uh, working harder isn't the right choice to solve your problems, things like that. I had to learn it over and over again. I had to read it in several different books and in several different articles and see several different examples of how other people did it and made it work before I had the, I guess you could say, courage to attempt it in my own life or fall through on attempts to do it. So it wasn't one thing where I said, today this is happening and and from now on it'll be this way. It was multiple attempts to get better at things. And I'm I'm not by any means a a model that you should be pointing people towards of, of how to do this. And so I'm still working on it is what that means. And I guess I'll always be working on how to make the right choices and, and do the right things and do it the right way, or at least mm-hmm. a better way than I did in the past. And maybe that's the golden nugget right there is that it's not about doing it right the first time. It's about continually striving to learn, grow, be disciplined, take chances, and then repeat, repeat cycle again and again and again uh, as you drive forward and create momentum for yourself and your business. Yeah, exactly. It's it's definitely not a one-time thing and it's more about the, the, the discipline of continually evolving. 
Mm, I love that continually evolving. I can't wait for your book to come out, Dave. You let yeah. me know. <laughs> I, I'll be I'll be buying that one for sure. So, uh, you know, as things progress and grow with your amazing team, what's next for RateMyAgent.com? What's coming up in the next two to five years? That's a good question. And I've been asking myself and the team that question a fair bit lately too. So I don't think I actually have an answer because I'm trying. This is one of those, an example of one of those things where in the past I would have said, team, this is what we're doing let's everybody go in this direction but my goals now are around having the team and the leadership on the team take over that function and so i'm constantly asking them you know okay what's your vision and where are we going and how are we going to get there and the one thing i can say for sure is that building on what we've started with the worthy causes and the top giving agents is an integral part of it and we want to essentially and this wasn't i did not specifically come up with this this is i'm sort of uh reiterating what aj has communicated to me is what he would like to see the the company represent in the future and that when people think of rate my agent they'll think of a company that gives back and helps other people give back and helps people connect with agents who give back and so giving back and supporting local communities will be synonymous with rate my agent and, and everybody in canada will know that and we'll be well on our way to having everybody in the u.s know that too wow i love that vision because it's just one big ball of impact <laughs> <laughs> on on so many levels and it's just really heart inspiring so congratulations to yourself and your entire team for all that you're doing to truly put passion and impact into business, to use business for good, to help communities and organizations throughout Canada and beyond in the near future. I am inspired by the work that you are all doing, and I know others will be too. So where can people find you to find out more information? RateMyAgent.com. It's rate slash my slash agent.com. Isn't that right? Correct. Although I think slash might be the wrong connector. It's a dash or a hyphen so it's rate hyphen my hyphen agent dot com perfect okay said from the ceo himself. although if you search if you just search for rate my agent you'll find it no problem that's true search rate my agent you can check it out uh find out more information certainly if you're looking to buy or sell or you're an agent yourself um you might be interested in and in going and perusing through the website and getting a better sense of what it's all about and the impact that is being made on many different levels for sure okay one more question before you with for you before i i chat with the other dave what is the best wisdom you have ever received that's really putting you on the spot i know it is <laughs> the best wisdom I've ever received. Um, or maybe wisdom you use on a daily basis, like a mantra, something that has really been a center point for you. Well, I, I often come back to something. I can't remember when I first learned it, but it was kind of something that motivated me and inspired me through some of the, especially starting out in business and the more challenging times. And that is, the biggest risk of all is to risk nothing at all. And I don't know who said it, but that's a mantra I've tried to live by. Oh, I love that. So the biggest risk of all is to risk nothing at all. Is that right? That is correct. Oh, 
That's some good wisdom. Thank you, Dave, for being on the show. So wonderful to have you as a guest and to chat with you again. And once again, everyone, if you want to find out more details, go to ratemyagent.com and search for them on online, Rate My Agent. Thanks, Dave. Thank you so much, Tricia. Well, now from one inspiring Dave to another, Dave Roach is a real estate agent doing good in this world. We know him, or we know from my conversation, I should say, with the other Dave, that Rate My Agent strives to inspire others to give and to help people find agents that share their values and their vision. So they have published, Rate My Agent, their first ever 2022 top giving agent ranking. Now, this ranking highlights the agents on their platform who have made the largest donations in 2022. Dave Roach won the Top Giving Agent Award with RateMyAgent.com. He donated last year over $102,000. Isn't that incredible? So hi, Dave, and, and thank you for joining in for a quick conversation. I really appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure, Trisha. Thank you. I'm happy you're here because well, one of my goals with this podcast is to empower and inspire people to, you know, like leverage their professional work to do good, to make impact. Now, we don't all have to start a company. I always say this, like you don't have to start a company or create something big to affect the world in positive ways. And you are a shining example of sending so many ripples of impact through your work as a real estate agent. So Tell me, what motivates you to give? Well, Trisha, I think what motivates me is basically uh, we're just passing through this world and we want to help as many people as we can doing so to the extent that we are blessed. And uh, I've been a very blessed uh, person all my life. And uh, my real estate career that's been spanning over 20 years now since I retired from the tech business uh, has been very good to me. So as a result, I, I basically... With, with my, my business here, we decided we're going to donate and give away and share uh, at least 10% of what we, what we earn. Oh, wow. So you're, we were just chatting off before we recorded. How You're 71 now, you said, right? 73. You're 73. Right. Okay, so you're mm-hmm. 73 years old. And I, I just this, this actually interests me, so if you don't mind me asking. So you started your real estate um, company at 53? Mm-hmm. 53, that's right. So like it was kind of a second career for you. Yeah, it was my sort of my retirement career and it turned out to be quite a career. <laughs> <laughs> I love that because I know there's people listening right now who probably are in their 40s or maybe their 50s going, well, do I start over again? Should I bother? Or maybe they're not happy what they're doing. They can make their feel that calling to make impact somewhere else. And I, and I think that you're here to tell them to do it, right? For sure. For sure. One of the the things that I've learned over the years is that, you know, Colonel Sanders didn't start Kentucky Fried Chicken until he was in the 60s. Oh, yeah, that's true, right? I have heard that. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, so anyways, that's a side note. Super inspiring. So you have um, a mission with your company to donate 10%. Is there certain charities that you like to focus on or that you have a certain connection with? Well, actually, through the business, we kind of focus on organizations that do good to the local area here. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them, for example, is, is a, an organization called Indwell that purchases buildings, churches, schools, whatever, and turns them into uh, housing for homeless people. Oh. But they do more than that. They not only just provide housing, but they also provide all the social aspects and the support that uh, those folks need. 
uh, mental health and so on as well. So we're big supporters of, of Indwell. Uh, and other organizations that we do support uh, are, are some foreign ministry agents agencies like uh, Hope for Liberia, which is an organization, the leader of that is building schools, orphanages, hospitals in Liberia for the folks there. Um, bought a farm, teaching them how to farm and so on. So it's helping people out like that. Other organizations that uh, that we support are, are Friends of Israel, for example, that are reaching out to uh, Jewish people around the world and uh, helping them get back to Israel, their their homeland kind of thing. Wow. So those are sort of some of the things we do. We support things like Prison Fellowship, which uh, works in the prison system across Canada and uh, helps support those folks get get ready to be released back to the general population again of the world. Other smaller ones are Safe Families, which is uh, an organization that helps families that are in crisis. Um, Ride for Refuge helps uh, folks that, uh, again, for refugees, helping them integrate into Canada, for example, and worldwide. And we support uh, Christian schools in the area here as well. Wow, that is a lot of a lot of ripples of impact that you are putting out there in the world. So congratulations. Now, if you could go back 10 years, is there anything that you would tell yourself, some advice you give yourself in terms of what you do, focusing on making impact or how you um, run your business, that kind of thing? Um, not really. Going back 10 years, I'd be in my 60s. Um, I don't think we do anything different. Back then, we were doing the same thing. Nice. Okay. Which is supporting supporting organizations around us. We're being blessed, so we bless others. I love it. That is a, such a simple philosophy that just makes such big such a big difference. So you have on Rate My Agent on their platform. I think this is interesting. A hundred and two verified reviews of people saying that they enjoyed working with you. You have an average rating of four point nine six. That's pretty good, Dave. <laughs> yeah, it is. And actually, it's not a five because one of my clients thought that one was the, the best and five was the worst. Oh, so they gave us one. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, you know, I think 4.96 is pretty damn good. That's 102 verified for reviews. And what's interesting about that, 102 reviews and you've donated $102,000 in 2022. I just think that's kind of interesting. That's the same number. Well, same. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There's some congruency there a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> So another question for you, um, you know, as you look forward, and, and I know you were mentioning that you're planning on maybe retiring pretty quick, but as you uh, are looking forward over the next 20 years, what do you hope your legacy to be? Uh, basically, leaving the world a better place than when I got it, hmm. and uh, leaving the people that I have uh, in a better position than when I got it. I want to make sure that my staff, my administrator staff, uh, my daughter, who's taking over the business, are are well organized, well taught to carry on what we've started here in the last 20 years and move on with this and, and pick up what what I have taught them and, and led them to do. That is that's amazing. And again, you're you're such a, a beautiful example of how anyone in any profession can infuse doing good into their business platform and ultimately making ripples of impact that are in immeasurable. So congratulations again on being a top ranked agent for giving in 2022. Congratulations for all that you do for everyone in your community. Thank you for being you. 
And I have one last question. I love to ask this question to all my guests. What is the best advice that you have ever received? Well, uh, one of the lines that comes to my mind is money is good for the good it can do. So if uh, you've been blessed, it's not for you to use so much as for you to bless other people with. So money is good for the good it can do is certainly uh, probably the thing that pops in my mind right away in this conversation. Money is good for the good it can do. I like it. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Dave, for joining us here on Passion for Impact. I appreciate your time, appreciate your energy, and appreciate you. Well, thank you, Krista, very much. Thank you. Passion for Impact is sponsored by the Inspire Store. Need a gift that inspires? Inspire Store features exclusive ethically made goods and jewelry that embodies these three words. Yes, you can. Every purchase supports Food Banks Canada. Plus, you will receive Trisha Miltimore's popular personal development Shift Up e-course. Empowerment awaits you. Shop with impact at inspirestore.org. If you love learning how to live and lead in a caring and fulfilling way, and you find this show inspiring, please share with your friends, rate and review this podcast. Passion for Impact, it's brought to you by Rock Your Leadership. We train leaders on how to grow success, drive change, and not burn out. Visit passionigniter.ca for more details. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Passion for Impact podcast. Visit passionigniter.ca forward slash podcast to subscribe for episode notes, links, and special offers from show guests. Cast your vote. Make your impact. One socially conscious choice at a time.